Tummy feels better. Guess who's got a regular bowel again? Hey, San Francisco, this guy might shit the bed one time, but not twice. The healthy Dave Anthony. Thank you. Thank you. That was great. Uh, Dave, what's it like to publicly share food poisoning? <laughs> I apologize to those people who uh, couldn't make this one. You're listening to The Dollop. This is a bilingual American history podcast. Uh, Each week, I read a story from American history in both Spanish and Czechoslovakian to my friend Gareth Reynolds. Sure. We're rusty, Dave. Uh, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. Thank you. My name's Dave Anthony. Yeah, Dave's Anthony. Um, we'll get it. We'll fix it in post. We'll get that. It'll be fixed in post. 1846! <laughs> or 1847. Okay. <laughs> or 1848. Nobody, nobody knows when, when he was born. Okay. But there's a ballpark. They, yeah, they think yeah. it's in there. No, there's a guy who just cut him open and counted the rings, and he was just yeah. like, okay, yeah. That's the end. Hey, right around that area. Uh, Dennis Kearney was born Dennis in... Dennis Cutie? Kearney. Kearney. Oh, 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 that person that person just lost well, their mind. I feel like I'm in for a treat. <laughs> uh, she just made the face of Dave Anthony food poisoning. She was like, ah! This right. is the face of Dave Anthony food poisoning. What? Holy shit. I didn't know that actually happened. <laughs> uh, he was born in Ireland. He was the second of seven sons. Okay. Because this is an episode of The Dollop. His father died when he was 11. Right. Good run, though. Yep. Good run. Uh, so That's he got what you just did then. You just... You- you would just come and die. That's so guess, all you did. Guess what happened? His, his dad dies at eleven. Guess what he does? Uh, but he, well, he either he takes over, uh, he goes to work. Yep, he yeah, gets okay, a job. Okay, yeah. So he goes to work. He gets a job. He takes over the family yep. business of something that's inappropriate for an eleven-year-old to be yeah. doing. Yeah. Yep. Gets okay. a job. Uh, he sure. worked as a cabin boy on a clipper ship. Oh my god. <laughs> He, he is a cabin boy? Yeah, he becomes a cabin boy okay. on a clipper ship. Okay. Over the years, he moved up the ranks, and by 1868... Cabin man! He's cab- first mate. Okay. Is that also, cabin man? No, he's, he's, he's out of the cabin now. You're never out of the cabin, Dev. I've always said that. <laughs> cabin sticks with you when you're a boy. Now, when the ship arrived in San Francisco, Dennis decided to stay. Okay. He's like, this is my shit. This is my jam right here. Okay. Uh, he landed work on a coastal steamer where he was employed for four years until he was accused of deserting the ship when it was in danger. Okay, what is it? Okay. I mean, I'm not opposed to what he did. I assume there was a... I assume there was like a pirate situation. And or, what, they're just like, you left? Yeah, and he was like, why didn't oh. you? Why didn't you stay? He's like, no, there were people doing bad stuff, so... I, I, I jumped. I, yeah. I'm really a cabin boy still. <laughs> Very scared. Uh, so when they accused him of that, he quit. Um, stays in San Francisco, marries an Irish immigrant named Mary Ann Leary. 
Uh, they crank out a daughter. Okay. And nice. uh, they became U.S. citizens. Okay, great. Yeah. Great. Uh, he started a freight hauling business uh, just around the city. Sure. Uh, like a couple of wagons, and he just fucking hauls shit what, around. What is he now, 13, 14? Yeah. He is 13, 14. Okay, yeah, that's right. That's how his age works. He's 13, 14, 15 at this point, depending on when um, you believe he was born. No, he's early. He's like 20. Yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, they have another son and a daughter um, by 18. Oh, no, son and. So they have one of each. Like, yep. By 1870. For those of you who got attached to that second daughter, I am sorry. She got yanked out of there real fast. Yeah, out. By 1877, uh, his business is doing so well that he owned five wagons. Whoa! And he's hauling freight all over the city. He's the fucking freight guy. He's living the American dream, right? Right, yeah, five wagons. Ooh la la. Uh, He's super into the idea of the self-made man. Okay, sure. He praised uh, diligence and, quote, individual go-getterism. Oh, my God, yes. Finally. Finally. Go getterism. And he hated what he considered the laziness of the working man. Oh boy! Um. What an odd, what an odd phrase. The yeah. laziness of the working man. Yeah, yeah. It almost seems impossible. Um, well, Dave, let's pull at that thread. <laughs> he said white workers were overpaid, and that they should emulate the work ethic of Chinese immigrants. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm worried to pick any sides with what he's saying at this point. Uh, I feel like I'm in a, a dark forest that yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's quite a quandary. Where, yeah, I like the first part, I li- and then uh, I'm worried again. Uh, yeah. So Chinese immigrants have been flooding into California since gold was discovered in 1848. Right, or 47. <laughs> 46. By 1853, there were over 25,000 Chinese in uh, California. At first, they were tolerated by uh, the white man. Well, that's nice of um, white. But as you know, as you know, we wouldn't use the term white man if uh, they weren't about to become intolerant. <laughs> it is a qualifier at this point. <laughs> um, so as their numbers increased, the, the white guy gets madder and madder. Ah, too many. And now they're having babies. By 1870, there were over 100,000 Chinese in the state. Okay. Uh, And my guess is there's going to be problems. uh, When the gold rush came to an end, white workers found themselves in competition for Chinese workers for jobs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Is this when coal became popular? (laughs) Uh, The Chinese would take lower pay. And they became the favorites of employers because of that, and therefore the white working class hated the Chinese working boy, class. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. It'll be have... fun when this same thing happens, but it'll be with robots. <laughs> and like, the, the, like who, will, who will they blame? <laughs> like, hey, robots came here and took our jobs now. That robot's made in Japan. <laughs> That's what it will be, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I can tell. Look at him! Well, he's made by Honda, so... What? Oh! He's a civic boy. 
So then came the financial panic of 1873, which led to America's first Great Depression. Okay, good. good. Capitalism has this really cool cycle. Yeah. It'll be fun to go through it again, though, and be like, yeah, it was our turn. One, one year, maybe. Uh, by 1877, there were uh, 16,000 unemployed white laborers in San Francisco. Mm. If Never... only bitching could hire them. <laughs> Uh, and, and everybody knows white people take being unemployed. Great. Hey, you know what we got to blame? Ourselves. <laughs> I think we need to look in the mirror on this one, gentlemen. I really do. Um, yep. That happened one time in history, and that man was stabbed in the throat before he got <laughs> the word mirror out. He was like, we need to look in the mirror. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So churches started feeding thousands of people a day, which had never happened before in California. Naturally, California's capitalists took advantage of this situation by cutting wages and encouraging more Chinese immigration. I got a great idea. Shit's about to get weird, so let's make it a little bit weirder. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, soon the Chinese dominated uh, workforces on railroads, manufacturing, uh, especially shoemaking, cigar making, and broom making. Mm, yeah. Yo, broom. Sweet broom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was a time, though, when a broom was really important. Oh, a broom was super fucking like, important. Yeah, there back was then. no rug doctor or anything. No. You needed, like, you're like yeah. oh, that actually works. Look at that. Yeah. Everybody was, everybody was, I don't know, brooming back then. I don't yeah, know if that's what you call the syphilis out of wherever you live or whatever uh, the hell's going on. They called the Chinese coolies, which is actually not a bad, I mean, now I'm like, coolies is kind of cool. That's kind of a cool, yeah, they call it, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it does, it, whatever word they pick, you're like, okay, well, it's bad now. I mean, you made it's, it. It's bad. Uh, so... The rich American businessmen started sending the low-paid Chinese workers across the country. Now they're not just California. They're like, this is fucking great. We can right. do this everywhere. So they're just putting them on fucking trains and sending them everywhere. Um, some were sent as strike breakers, which is cool. That's a cool thing. If you're, so you, Boy, take, you take a guy from another country who doesn't speak the language... And then you put them on a train and you send them into a place where people yeah. just want to kill them. Right. Uh, and as he's working. getting tomatoes thrown at him and they're shouting, he's like, what were they saying? He's like, oh, when they throw tomatoes at you, it's like you're a king. And they were saying, <laughs> go, go, yeah. <laughs> um, what does fuck you leave mean? Just keep at it, pal. <laughs> you're good. Have a tomato. That's what it means. Um, big business was uh, supported over workers uh, by the government and the courts, if you can so imagine weird. what, what that was like. Era and time. Oh my God, this time sounds so really hard to really imagine. Different. Boy. Owners, uh, people loved owners of things. The, the public loved owners more than workers. <laughs> I'm glad Boy, everything's it changed. Just, I know. It just, how does it, oh, fuck, keep going. So this creates a tinderbox, and soon there's a railroad strike, and then violence exploded across the east. In Pittsburgh, 20 strikers were killed by the military. What? Well, that's what you get for asking, well, I want more money. Boom! <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> How dare you ask for, I want to live and eat. Fuck you. The military. 
Yeah, we used to. Uh, that'll come back. Um, <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, the violence had not hit San Francisco, but tensions are very high. Now, most of the Marxists were foreign-born and had heavy accents. So you get the commies, right? Okay, sure. Uh, this turned off all the American-born whites who were independent and very patriotic. Sure. In, in 1877, a group of San Francisco working men called a mass meeting on July 21st to discuss all of their resentments. Oh, my God. Please say booze was not served. <sighs> Gentlemen, it's time for a resentment meeting. Oh, grumble, 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 livid. Because of the rioting back east, city officials and employers were very worried. The meeting was scheduled to take place in a vacant lot next to City Hall that was known as the Sand Lot. Oh, wait. A, yeah, yeah, I know the this movie. story. It's about these kids the and there's dog a dog. And there's Earl a dog Jones. over a fence. Yes, yes. Yeah. I know this story. I thought yeah. you said, why was everyone upset when they heard about this? This is a fun story. <laughs> I know this one. Oh, this will be helpful. <laughs> now that I can picture the people, it's a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, two men who, who were advertising the meeting walking around town holding a banner, so they just walked up the street. Meeting, meeting. <laughs> you pissed? Well, come um, on over. We're all going to grumble. Come to the Sandlot. It's a resentment meeting, yeah. It's resentathon. Grumble, We're grumble. having a resentathon. Can we call it a grumble? No. I actually want to talk about that. There'll be no more goddamn... Save it for the meeting. <laughs> Sorry. And there I go again. The gavel hasn't banged. <laughs> Ugh. Grumble, grumble. Oh, the two, the two banner-holding guys were arrested for holding the banner. Hey, you're not allowed to do that. Enough of that, buddy. Hey, you know. What do you think this is, America? <laughs> um, the entire, so when the meeting is happening, the entire San Francisco police force uh, is called to be on duty. The National Guard is assembled in their armories, so they're ready to go. Okay, good vibe for the vacant lot meeting. Yeah. So they're super worried that the men would gather together and then start attacking Chinese workers, um, especially this dock that Chinese workers arrived on. James Darcy, an organizer of the Working Man's Party, presided over the meeting. Um, that's a socialist uh, party. Okay. I don't know if you know what that is, but we don't have that anymore. We killed them. Yeah, we're not allowed to have it. No. We have two options, and they're good. <laughs> Thank you for the two options. It's going well. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Why would we need a third? Thank. <laughs> we have two. Thank and- you. Thank you, people listening on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shit. I mean, we are. All- <laughs> uh, I no, get- we're so fucked. I mean, it's we're just, so it, fucked. It, it, it's overwhelming. It's like an ant trying to take a party sub away from a picnic. Yeah. I just can't handle it mentally. Like the- <laughs> it's just. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the speakers get up and they, they denounce capitalism, franchises, and subsidizing private businesses. Okay. I'm so glad everything's changed. Yeah. I know. Uh, these are the. Uh, apparently, I was speaking. Um, yeah. No mention. No mention. Yeah, the, you would be there without question. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> I'd be back on, why do we kill him? Hey, uh, this guy's got lava coming out of him. Why do we fucking kill him? I'm worried about this guy. Oh my God. He's a dragon man. He's a dragon man. He is a dragon man. 
Hey, Dave, you have too much resentment for the resentment <laughs> meeting. Oh, there's a double resentment meeting down uh, the street. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my dad there? <laughs> it's 800 of your dad's. Uh, it's real weird. Uh, so, um, no mention of the Chinese. Through all this, they're not. There's no, men- there's no anti-Chinese anything. Okay. Then a crowd of local angry white guys came from a local Democratic Party club. Uh, Great club. The, uh, uh, that's there's the, a lot of dancing, some good rave music. The, yeah. the Democratic Party club. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Um, and they began, and they, so they come from the back. So it's a big meeting. They come in the back, and they start, they start shouting about the Chinese back there. And the meeting is so big that most people can't hear what's being said at the platform, so everyone just kind of turns around and starts listening to the anti-Chinese guys. Oh, boy. So the angry white guys start getting everyone's attention at the back of the crowd, and soon the crowd turns into a mob hell-bent on taking down the Chinese. Oh, God. It's going to be fine. Cool. So some angry white guys showed up, and things got weird. So they, they peel off, and they storm off, and they just start beating Chinese people in the street. That night, 20 Chinese laundries were destroyed... But then where do you get your clothes? All right, never mind. <laughs> then, you know, you're just fucking yourself. Yeah, eventually, you're like, boy, we overdid it. We should have left a couple. <laughs> we got to, why are we so mad? Do you guys think we should ever just look in the mirror? And just, oh, fuck. Uh, they destroyed a, a Chinese plumbing business, and the Chinese Methodist mission was stoned. What? I don't know. That, I assume it was made out of stone. Or were the they mission. just throwing stones? That feels like they were They're just throwing, throwing stones. stones at stones. That's how it seems to me. You made it bigger! <laughs> <laughs> so this is the worst riot San Francisco's ever, ever seen. Now, 30 years earlier, uh, a man named William Coleman had helped lead the committees of vigilance. You remember them? We talked about them at Breeze Podcast. They were hanging people and doing all that kind of fun stuff. Good group, yeah. And the committee conducted secret trials, and they lynched men. So after a couple of days of riots, so San Francisco is just keep the anti-Chinese riots are just going off. So William Coleman got back to work and raised a group of 4,000 men. Uh, he didn't want them using guns, so he gave every man pickaxe handles. Pickaxe handles? Yeah. Just not, an, not the axe. Just, just take the handle. The, yeah, just the handle. Okay. I guess you could buy them separately back then. I guess. I don't know. It feels weird. No, I don't want, I don't want the, the... What's hard on the toppy, we the just toppy want a part. bunch of handles. Yeah, the, I want the bottom part. Handles. Jesus Christ. How do you talk to this Chinese guy? He doesn't oh, even no. speak my fucking language. Want we want the handles. part that we hit you with. The part we hit you with. Yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ. It's tough. It's tough. Uh, so this, this group, 4,000 men, they are known as the Pick Handle Brigade. The Pick, the pick Handle Brigade? Yeah. They should now, be known as the Pick Shit Name Brigade. <laughs> Now they are, uh, they are, so they're they're going to stop the other white guys from beating up Chinese guys. That's right. their whole deal. They just want the city to calm down. Now Dennis Kearney was a member of the Pick Handle Brigade. Right. The quote unquote good guys. Yes. Right. 
For so, now. Yeah, for now. <laughs> I've just got to rationalize it in my head like a Marvel movie, okay? <laughs> for right now, and I'm not falling in love with any group at this point. I'm going to yeah. treat it like The Bachelor. I want to meet the families. I really do. Yeah. I want to meet the families. I think that's fair. So they managed to stop the mob from burning down uh, the dock that the Chinese came on, the, the pick handle brigade. The dock? Uh, but a lumber mill was set on fire, and anyone who tried to put out the lumber mill was beaten up. Finally, there was a giant brutal battle between police, the pick handle brigade, and the rioters. Four uh, men were killed and 14 were wounded. Who, who's the who cops the are fighting with the pick handle brigade okay, against the rioters? Okay, to just find out. Okay, good. Yeah. Good to know. Good. Smaller riots broke out here and there, but the pick, pick, pick. Uh oh. Hello. <laughs> we know what you want to talk about, Dave. <laughs> the last San Francisco <laughs> podcast. Um, We're the prick handle brigade. Oh. Uh, that's different. Sorry, we misunderstood that entirely. We is. will actually get out of here. Uh, Good luck with all this. We're after a different fun. So uh, thanks, guys. Uh, so three days later, they'd beaten the shit out of everybody was riding, and the city's calm again. I mean, calm being a relative term. I mean, as far as things go. Yeah, need a shower. Now, Dennis Kearney had political ambitions, and he saw the angry uh, mob as a vehicle. So he applied to become a member of the Working Man's Party. Okay. But he was rejected because he was well known to have called workers lazy. Right. (laughs) Okay. Hey, can I join up uh, with you guys? You've been calling us fucking shitheads for... I know, but it's, you guys look cool now. Oh, my God. Did you guys After... get my chocolates? I feel bad. Um, so, Kearney just wanted power, and he was ready to just toss aside his beliefs in a heartbeat. Okay. So, he went off and started his own party uh-huh. in August 1877 called the Working Men's Trade and Labor Union. What, what, I mean, good God. And so he's just, got a rival working man's. It's confusing, though. What well, is its name? The, the Working Man's Trade and Labor Union. Okay. The WTLU. Oh, now I get it. <laughs> what tell you? This was literally just days after he was part of the, the pick handle brigade beating up working men on the streets. Right. So, so he, took the, he took the position of secretary in the party he started, not president. <laughs> You know, I want to be, I don't want to be tippy top, but I'll be. He held a Sunday meeting at, in the sandlot and he had an angry speech that he gave. Okay. He said they needed to, quote, wrest government from the hands of the rich and place it in the hands of the people. Yeah. And be, rid the country of Chinese labor. Hey. Whoa. Guys, that's why. Uh, a little bit early there, huh? Came in a little early on that one. Guys. That's why we always say, don't woo until Dave takes a sip. (laughs) He's not done. Everything's got to catch. Read the fine print. That's what I'm talking about. He hated the Chinese. Get the car. Get the car. Let's get out of here. I don't don't know what just happened. So he goes off, uh, and the press loves it. The press is eating it up. Sure, good. San Francisco press. Good Uh, friends. So days later, there's a special meeting that's held at Union Hall to debate what to do to help the unemployed. Okay. We don't have those anymore. Right. The Democratic, the Democratic Party were now worried they would lose the working man vote. 
Okay. Because of all these splits that are happening. Right. And that's what matters, too. Don't lose people from your party, <laughs> no matter what the beliefs. <laughs> Just keep them grouped in. We get two. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they figured, so the Democratic Party has this meeting, and they figured that they'd give a couple speeches, and the laborers would come back and be like, you guys are awesome. Mm-hmm. Senator, uh, State Senator Philip Roach, it's ter- terrible name. Senator Roach? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm totally on your side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they turn the lights on in Congress. <laughs> Uh, he was editor of the San Francisco Examiner and considered a, quote, bourbon war horse. What the fuck does that even mean? It means he drank a lot of fucking bourbon and is what it means. And was just crazy? Yeah, he's just really good so at he's it. A, why not just say he's an angry alcoholic? He was a bourbon war horse. <laughs> he's a coked up monkey jacker. <laughs> you mean the heroin hippo? I'm sorry. I would love to see a coked up monkey jacker. <laughs> Same. I, I would mean, pay. I, I would pay a lot of money to see that. <laughs> well, I know. I do know two guys. Is so. it a guy that? Is it a guy that jerks off a monkey? Yeah. While it's he's a, on cocaine. It's a guy. Oh God! I'm so fucking high right now. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, Dave. In my head, it was that version. The man did not get jacked by the monkeys. The man jacked the monkeys. It's weird. Uh, he was Roach was slightly against Chinese immigration and very against political corruption. And he did his speech, and then Dennis Kearney got up, and he started his speech off by yelling, "The Chinese must go!" Oh God! And everyone was like, "Fuck yeah! I love Bumper this guy!" Stickers. So they go ape fuck, and then he told everyone there to buy a rifle. Oh my God. Jeez. Uh, you're in the back like, oh, boy, can oh, we light him? Can we give him a light, light him already? I, uh, uh, I was thinking this would go differently. I like that Coke monkey jacker guy. Yeah. That guy seems... Where's the guy, where's the guy who jerks off the We've seen what the bourbon war horse talks about. This is bad. Yeah. Uh, and then he finished by saying all capitalists should be hung. This guy is really oh, just so confusing. It's like, I hate him, I love him. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Senator Roach uh, f- then fled in terror. The lights were on. Yeah, the lights turned on. Yeah. He was, has anyone checked under the fridge? No. He's there, I guarantee it. Yeah, for sure. So now Kearney, because of this speech, starts getting super popular super fast because it would a great fucking right, ideas. Yeah. Uh, the Chinese suck. Sure. Um, capitalists are bullshit and right. should be killed and let's all get a gun. Like right. those are gr- just a great... Platform. That's a great platform. Interesting ingredients. Um, so he held a Sunday meeting at the Sandlot each week. Well, the Sandlot is popping. Sandlot's hot. People love it. Yeah. It's a place to fucking be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's just some kids in the back. Fuck. Uh, again? <sighs> Another hate wanna... meeting. Yeah, kids, go play stickball somewhere else. I just want to play ball. No. What with the Chinese? All right, all I don't right. Know Everybody, what's cool happening. it down. Everyone, cool down. These kids aren't suggesting they want to play ball with the Chinese, are you, kids? Yeah, there's a get the kids, kill the kids, stab the kids, stab them. He's Chin- run, He's rounding second. Get him. <laughs> slide, slide. No, don't call out place. 
He got stabbed because uh, one of his friends said, run home. And he thought he met the base. <laughs> hypothetical children in a hypothetical yeah. situation. Let a- nobody have their hearts officially broken over this. Yeah. We need to be able to kill fake children. Well, now, Dave... It's a podcast. Don't make me create a third party. (laughs) So, uh, on September 21st, Kearney predicted that within a year, San Francisco would have over 20,000 armed workers who would take what they wanted. Cool. That's fun. (laughs) That's great. By October, uh, the slogan, quote, the Chinese must go, was everywhere. The working man's party, who had not allowed Kearney to join, was absorbed by his party. Oh. Sound familiar? Yeah. (laughs) I like how the good guys always win. (laughs) The old party had wanted to stop monopolies through tax policy, and Kearney just said they could destroy all of it. So more men were like, yeah, that's great. Let's destroy it all. (sighs) Uh, More men joined. The more they did, the more incendiary his speeches became. Of course, yeah. Wasn't all terrible. Uh, He was demanding an eight-hour workday and universal education. Okay. Sure. I mean, right. A couple nice things, but overall, I've got notes. (laughs) But the the top of the list is ending Chinese immigration, right? Uh, In his speeches, he continually called for hanging robber capitalists. Okay. Um, (laughs) He called Chinese immigrants, quote, leprous, rat-eating Chinese slaves. Oh, my God. Well, it's weird, because he's like, they're slaves, but also they eat rats, and they're leprous. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) It's quite a picture. It's like, they're not being treated well, but they're also eating rodents. And their and arms are falling leper- off. And their arms are falling off. Pretty easy to outwork these lepers, I would say. <laughs> Shockingly, they're still getting more done than us. These damn lepers. And he said, he said the Chinese were robbing white workers of decent employment. This was uh, nicer than most things he said about them, obviously. Um, week after week, he would rage against the corrupt tycoons and their Chinese, quote, moon-eyed lepers. Boy, oh boy. Wait a minute. Huh. Isn't moon-eyed, wouldn't that be uh, like a white guy? No, I, well, obviously not every moon is oh, full. My not, guess is uh, they're just whoops. talking about like a piece of the moon. I'm so bad at uh, ra- racial insults yeah. that I don't get them. Yeah. Uh, I need to work, I'm sorry, the, I apologize. Is, I need to is, work on my racist insults. No, that is <laughs> the white guy reaction, right? You're like, how could that be? Oh, I never thought of it like that. <laughs> I am so sorry for what you have I apologize. I apologize. I like when I say that and someone in the front goes. <laughs> <laughs> Trying really hard to like toe the line of I'll explain and uh, rude. Uh... Um, he denounced the quote thieving capitalists and lecherous bondholders who had rigged the system. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> he always ended with what? was now his trademark closer, the Chinese. Bruce Springsteen, Chinese born in the U.S. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Sorry, I've been corrupted. He would end on his catchphrase? Chinese must go. The Chinese must go! Uh, but he's not a leftist. They he- built a wall! <laughs> uh, 
Oh my God. <laughs> Trump. I made a Trump beer. That was underwhelming. Um, yeah, it's weird. They don't seem to like Trump for some odd reason. No. But still, my creative artwork. Um, you think. He's, uh, no, he's good. He's going to come around. Yeah. I think once we fire Mueller, then we're going to actually get the real facts. Um, and the truth will come out. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll see the, he did the, it's the greatest headline ever, is that they, the people in the White House keep trying to explain to him how the post office works, and, and he's, he's not understanding it. They just keep trying to explain he's it to him, and he's like, I don't get it! What do you mean, you put stamps on stuff and it goes somewhere? <laughs> it's like when George Bush went to the grocery store and had no idea oh what the scanner God. was. Yeah. And, how, and how, what are you doing with your robot friend? She's like, what? <laughs> I've never been anywhere that's not rich, so I wouldn't. That's not Oh, oh, people pay for food. Oh, oh I'm you pay for given. food? I thought it just came to your house. I thought you manifested. Um, so, now, Kearney is, is, is a capitalist, but he believed that, that corruption was rigging the system, so he's not a, he's he's not a, a socialist. He's a purebred... Okay, right. He's a capitalist, but he just thinks it's rigged. <laughs> he saw the socialists as the first enemy to take care of. Quote, sure. You will have to mob these white Sioux and pigtail men first. Uh, so he, uh, yeah, I guess socialists walk. are white Sioux. Although, uh, hello, compliment. Yeah. Uh, you will have to shoot them down in the street before you begin on the Chinese. What? You always got to kill the socialists first. Uh, this is... <laughs> I've got a bad feeling. Uh, which his followers did. They chased socialists off the sands lots and destroyed the socialist wooden platform. Jesus Christ. So fucking take that. Yeah. Where are you going to stand now? Nowhere. Let's get lifts. The San Francisco Chronicle became Kearney's mouthpiece, backing his speeches and violent rage. Anyone who read that paper would have an entirely different view of the situation in the city. So weird. It's what so will that create? Hmm, how is this happening? Fair and balanced. I thought this was new. It's actually old. The other papers criticize him, and in turn, he attacked them. Quote, for reporters of the press, I have great respect. The reporters of the newspapers are working men like ourselves, working for bread and butter. But the villainous, serpent-like, slimy imps of hell that run the newspapers, I have the utmost contempt. Oh, my God. Fake fold. Fake fold. At a meeting, he announced that bullets would replace ballots if the condition of the laboring classes were not improved. Oh, my God. It's a fucking... You know what, though? It's a fucking platform. Like, at least I know what he stands for. (laughs) I mean, it is... Like, we are... We are teetering on this What do you mean? Uh, Nothing. Nothing. Keep going. Going to be a good boy. He said San Francisco would meet the fate of burning Moscow. The president of his party, so the president of his party, he's still not in charge. The president of his party, J, uh, DJ Day. That's right, to- everybody, on the ones and twos. <laughs> 
DJ Day. Boop, 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 boop. That's we're gonna, right. We're going to slow it down now. Take Please welcome to the stage, Kearney. Welcome to the stage, Kearney. Dressed up like a secretary. Make it worth his time, everybody. Make it worth his time. He's All not right, up there for uh, his health, guys. He's trying to change everything. Let's just get the white people out on the floor. Chinese, take a break. <laughs> DJ Day. At night. So... Day tried to backpedal from Kearney's statements, but he was just yelled down. Everyone's like, no, we got to kill people. Oh, good. All right. Well, at least you've got him there. And he was immediately made to resign right there at the Sandlot. And then Kearney was elected president. But see, what's great is that it feels like he achieved something by being president now. Sure, he could have made himself president early, but that was a Cinderella story you just spun there. (laughs) Much better. Me? I can't believe you guys. Uh, of all the people, the guy who created it? <laughs> uh, and then a more radical agenda was enacted. Oh, I was just going to say, Dave, could it just be a little more radical? Soon working men's clubs began forming all over California. Kearney had a new slogan, quote, Judge Lynch is the only judge we want. I think we're all praying for a fair-minded judge named Lynch. (laughs) Please, please, Dave. The party managed to sweep San Francisco elections in 1878 and 1879. The Democrats were on the ropes. Now, San Francisco is home to insanely... What? It's just, it's very uh, unique. It's a very unique tale. Yeah. Different tale. Yeah, there's nothing... I'm not worried. Yep. So... So San Francisco is home to insanely wealthy railroad magnets. You had Leland Stanford. Oh, I thought you meant actual magnets. Yeah. Magnets. How do they work? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> all right, a fun little halftime. Um, Leland Stanford, Mark Hopkins, C.P. Huntington, and Charles Crocker. C- Crocker was hated above all others. Felt, I felt that way, and he still is. His legacy is alive today. I love his bank, though. I love his bank. This doesn't exist anymore, does it? Got bought up by the... We have two banks now. Uh, well, all we need is well, two. Fargo is the best. We just need two of everything. So Crocker was hated above all the others because, aside from his wealth and shipping over many Chinese to build railroads, he had also built a spite fence around a neighbor's house. Okay. By now, Crocker's spite fence was one of the most popular San Francisco tourist attractions. <laughs> hey, uh, can we go see the place where the dick did the thing? Ah, uh, what's it called? The so, dick did the thing around the guy. Fuck, what's it called? He put a, the dick did the big thing around, uh, oh around a nice God. guy. His house? What's it called? Uh, so he's literally building a... You remember that episode? Yeah, yeah, but now we're talking about a guy who's actually literally... So now we're literally talking about walls as well in this. <laughs> it's getting a little spicy. I don't know what you mean. We're going to build a fence. <laughs> Around Larry's house. Hey, what did I do? And Larry's paying for it. <laughs> I didn't do anything. <laughs> the fuck did I do? What did I do? Hey, Larry, listen, I think it's important that we just pretend like you're going to pay for it, uh, even if you don't pay for it. 
I'm not gonna pay for it. Shh. It's between you and me. Now, when I'm it not. gets built, let's just say maybe pay for it. No. I said you'd pay for it a lot. Why would I want it? It's around my fucking house. I understand your side, but you got to understand my side. I said you would. That's don't not a, a side. Don't be a dick about this. You shouldn't have said that. Are we that. in the same room? Hi. Why am I on the Hi. phone? What's going on? I thought we were... Yeah, I'm right. I've been here the whole fucking time. I've been taking the wrong pills. <laughs> Stick them in the phone. People ride a cable car to the top of Knob Hill to look at and talk about this symbol of capitalist power over a little man. Quote, little man. The little man. Whatever. And Dennis Kearney, being an entertainer, decided to take advantage of this symbol. Although racism was one of the platforms of his party, member many members joined due to labor issues than for the politics of hate. So he's, you know, it's, right. uh, it's a big it's a big tent. It's a mixed bag. It's a, it's a big tent. Some yeah. people hate the Chinese. Other people yeah. are like, I just want a job. Right. Uh, Knob Hill was not uh, just about the spite fence. It was also a, tr- uh, a tremendous sign of inequality with all the giant mansions that were up top. Okay. About 60 feet of the crest of the hill have been cut off and leveled for buildings. So for now, it was open ground, and Kearney called a meeting there. Okay. Several thousand men came. Lime barrels were set on fire, lighting up the surrounding mansions. That's not good. I don't know. It sounds very Frankenstein-y. Yeah. What is that? Lime. I guess lime burns. I didn't... I didn't know that. Now we know. No, it's not actual limes. Okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out what the hell I'm picturing. Limes, like a, I didn't know it burned, but it's like a like a white. Oh, white okay. I get kinda, you. Yeah. Okay. So it is a nice. Yeah, it does have a nice sort of Frankenstein-y effect. Yeah. <laughs> we just want to be surrounded by this. So Crocker hired hundreds of armed men who lined the halls of his mansion, ready to defend him and his million-dollar art collection. <laughs> Fucking sure, Jesus. absolutely. So, no, it makes just sense. reading that, I'm like, well, I wish they'd kill him. Well, them. come on, Dave. When you hang it, when you get it hung up, it's like, boys, we're saving the art. Yeah. What? Uh, from Kearney's speech at the top of Knob Hill. When the Chinese question is settled, we can discuss whether we... we Take two. That's why I don't have his job. (laughs) When the Chinese question is settled, we can discuss whether it would be better to hang, shoot, or cut the capitalists to pieces. So then, so after the the Chinese are gone, then you just discuss how do we kill the capitalists. Right. Well, you're going to be exhausted from that first part. Quote, the Central Pacific Railroad men are thieves and will soon feel the power of the working men. When I have thoroughly organized my party, we will march through the city and compel the thieves to give up their plunder. I will lead you to City Hall, clean out the police force, hang the prosecuting attorney, and burn every book that has a particle of law in it. Hey. Buddy, 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 uh, buddy. Hey, that was... Uh, we know you're fired up. <laughs> but come on, what? A little over the top, I think. I, I, some of us still believe in law. Yeah, let's have some rules. I mean, if we have a skewed perspective, but law. <laughs> Start what from if, scratch. What, you ran Paul? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... There'll be no more reading. (laughs) Burn every book that has a particle of law in it and then enact new laws for working men. I will give the Central Pacific just three months to discharge their Chinamen. 
I will give Crocker until November 29th to take down the fence around Young's house. And if he doesn't do it, I will lead the working men up there and take it down and give Crocker the worst beating with the sticks that a man ever got. Oh, my God. That part I'm for. Yeah, that last part's pretty I'm amazing. I'm totally pro beating up Crocker. <laughs> well, and also, I mean, he's saying the worst beating done by sticks, so it's he's a hell talking of a beating. big game. He's calling his shot. There's been a so. lot of stick beating yeah. in, in, in the history of man. Yeah, it's a I mean, lot of stick beatings. How do you outdo it? I mean, he's got to get someone who's good at well, it. Well, there are with pickaxes with no pick on it. Yeah, well, that's why it was a part of the Olympics for years. That's right. Absolutely right. That guy liked it. Yeah. <laughs> that guy liked my joke. <laughs> Kenny uh, taunted a grand jury to indict him and warned that if he were jailed, his followers would, quote, destroy all the rich hellhounds in California. Cool. Sounds like he's just a lot of fucking chatter. You know? No, no, no. Not at all. Many... Of Kearney's supporters said his threats should not be taken literally. No, no. Oh my God. We're, wait, sorry, Dave. Let me just take a step back. I don't think any of us realized people were taking these things as literal thoughts. No, it's a bit. He's doing a. He's just riffing. You don't speak his language. Trust me, he's gonna be fine. <laughs> just fine. One said, "Quote." What little things they did say were only used as metaphors. These are metaphors. When he says kill the Chinese, it's a metaphor for, for killing the Chinese. Oh. <laughs> Truly, what is that a metaphor for? Okay. Corn. <laughs> I'm talking about corn production. What? You guys are racist. <laughs> Whoa. No. Uh, but the Chinese were super not interested in this metaphor idea. Yeah. Hey, um, no? Uh, the, the leaders in Chinatown got together and sent a letter to the mayor explaining that they would protect themselves if attacked. Oh, shit. Quote, should a riotous attack be made upon the Chinese quarter, we should have neither the power nor the disposition to restrain our countrymen from defending themselves to the last extremity and selling their lives as dearly as possible. Fair. So they're ready to go. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Uh, so taking the mob up to Knob Hill had been a step too far. The city... Yeah, now that you're threatening fucking rich people, what, are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. Come on, not the four rich guys up there. Come on. So the city finally took action. On November 3rd, Dennis Kearney was arrested while speaking on a street. The charges... Was he talking to others? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, like a lamppost. There's a difference. He was uh, what is known as chatting up some bros. Okay, sure, sure. Um, so the charges were using incendiary language and inciting a riot. Two other party leaders were arrested the next day. The San Francisco supervisors then met and passed a law against incendiary speech. Okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, in prison, Kearney became much less ferocious. <laughs> oh, Oh, shocking. Hey. So, uh, all the stuff I said, I was like, just totally not into it now. Lay down. And Lay down. Kind of want to go. Lay down. Huh? Huh? It's not sexual. That's the good news. What's, what? uh, Lay down. What? Lay down. What? 
Lay down. We're gonna What's beat going you with on? a bunch of. Lay down. We're gonna beat you more uh-huh. with a sleeping bag full of soap than anyone's ever been beaten a sleeping, with a sleeping bag. Full a of sleeping soap. bag. Lay down. How are you gonna swing it? Well, just lay, please lay down, and we're gonna shove you down and start beating you right now. Just lay down with this. With yeah. a sleeping bag full of soap? Yeah. How yeah. are you gonna pick it up and swing it at me? There's nine of us and we're gonna just do it mercilessly. <laughs> it's gonna take like two. How are I don't all think of it, us put our soap in. I don't think you can do it. Are we in the same room again? Hey! Hey! Hi. Says Christ. Sorry, I didn't hear you. Oh, you're my celly. Yep. Oh, I retract that. Hello, friend. <laughs> Boo Chinese, right? Uh, get this sleepy bag. <laughs> So on November 3rd, Kearney and the other imprisoned party leaders wrote to the mayor. Quote. (laughs) We're sorry. We didn't mean it. I like rich people and Chinese guys. Little now. Quote. We assure you that our anxiety for the peace of society is as deeply seated as well as it well can be. We have no design against the peace of the city, either present or future, and we are willing to submit to any wise measure to allay the existing excitement. We do not propose to hold any more out-of-door meetings or to tolerate any further use of incendiary language and sincerely hope that our friends will, under all circumstances, obey the officers of the law and uphold the peace of the city. I think... Signed, fucking assholes. Ah... <laughs> that is quite a tonal shift. We were just yeah. we were goofing around. Oh, I don't like prison. We were goofing around. A couple guys were having a couple goofs and some laughs. Sorry. Jeez. When we said that we were going to beat up people, we didn't mean violently. <laughs> My God. When we said Chinese must go, we didn't finish the set. You didn't let us finish. Chinese must go to get ice cream. We will buy We were going to buy a for... bunch of Chinese people ice cream. And that's against the law? Not in my country. <laughs> no. Besides promising to behave better, he also said his speeches had been incorrectly reported in the papers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That doesn't sound familiar. No. The charges against Kearney were then dropped. Okay. Because he apologized a lot, sort of. <laughs> After two weeks in jail, Kearney and the other party leaders were released. On Thanksgiving Day... Yeah, my guess is that was not a good call. Oh, it'll be fine. <laughs> On Thanksgiving Day, in the spirit of the holiday... Uh, well, that could be anything. <laughs> The way we've changed our perspective on it, literally anything can happen now. In the spirit of Thanksgiving, everyone died. (laughs) That's true. I mean, that's not a great thing. Um, 7,000 men marched in protest of Chinese laborers and the liberation of their party leaders. Support for the Working Man's Party exploded across California. It's because they got arrested. Right. Everyone's like, yeah, let's fucking kill the Chinese. Okay, right. They held a convention in January 1878. Kearney was named as the permanent chairman of the party. Finally. Yeah. Yeah. His dream's coming true that he could have had on day one. (laughs) The party wrote into its platform his anti-Chinese and anti-big business positions and the party targeted elections for the upcoming state constitutional convention to have their demands written into the state's 
basic laws, oh, the shit. founding, the founding documents of the state of California. Right. Yeah. For uh, number one, Chinese must go. Yeah. It's a different start, but it's a start. You got to start somewhere. Yeah. It's a rough draft. Yeah, and, that, and that's really what it was, was a rough draft. Yeah. And it's time for some network notes. Three people got that. <laughs> but Three one of people. them snorted. So that yeah. makes it like six. Yeah. <laughs> During January, uh, Kearney held uh, torchlight rallies and parades, that- now with even more intensity. So he's, t- he's taking it up a notch from let's kill everybody. Maybe he's just trying to get rid of mosquitoes, Dave. Uh, On January 10th, saying the party needed support not just, quote, at the ballot box, but at the bullet box, if necessary. I mean, what is... It's dangerous language, David. But it's such a good line. But what does he even mean, it's the bullet box? What does he even talk? Start shooting, motherfuckers. So he's saying go vote and then get ready to shoot after? Yeah, vote and shoot. What is the plan, though? You can't do both. Yeah, you can vote no, and then shoot. No, then you're going to be shooting people who are doing the ballot thing on your side. No, you don't shoot the people. You shoot other people who want to vote against your guy. But then just don't you show vote, up. You vote. You vote. Your vote's in, and then you shoot the guys who are going to come and vote against your guy. Okay, uh, you're right. It is a good plan. <laughs> Four days later, he yelled that the Chinese would be driven from the entire country, quote, if it takes the life of every white man in California. Oh, Jesus Christ. And that so doesn't make Cal- His goal is to make California just totally empty? Yeah, I mean, he's just like... Just women! <laughs> there'll be no Chinese, there'll be no men, just women! Yeah. Like, like, I imagine the, uh, the change to history would be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, we're like, here we go again. Here we go for another dose. So, uh, trying to quell the anger, the uh, legislature in Sa- Sacramento passed a bill authorizing San Francisco to hire 2,000 laborers for three months. So, like, let's get people some fucking jobs so these guys calm the fuck down. Right. Um, which is socialism, which is bullshit. Right. Yeah. Because why would you want to stop this awesomeness? Yeah. Uh, yeah. When you could just go out in the street and beat people with handles. Right. So um, they pass the bill, and then San Francisco's supervisors just ignore it. Interesting. With that, now that's an option. I don't think a lot of us knew that that was the option. No, we're not. No. We're, We're giving it. you money to hire a guy, two thousand for three months. Thank you. Yeah, We're passing. Yeah. We're super in attention. Yeah, yeah. Kearney led a march on City Hall. At the rally, he demanded the mayor give the men quote work or bread. He then threatened to uh, take here's some bread. Shit, we shouldn't have given him the option. <laughs> Fifteen loaves of bread and no movement. Um. He then threatened to take the mob to the docks and, quote, blow up the Pacific Steamship Company's steamers and docks. And he promised to invade Chinatown and slaughter the residents with firearms and, quote, infernal machines if they did not handle the Chinese problem. Jesus Christ. So this, it feels like the stuff he said in jail was not true. <laughs> you don't think he meant that stuff, huh? No, now I feel like he didn't mean it. And I like totally we, believed him. I was like, like, this we, guy is a changed man. We took him back and we're in the same relationship. Yeah. 
At a, at a Sandlot rally, Kearney urged his followers to bring guns and form military companies. So two companies were formed. And by the way, when you do make these companies, start off as secretary. It'll be a fun run. It's so great. It'll be a fun run. It's rise. so great. You feel like you're achieving something. So two companies are formed. It's like finishing a maze that you made. <laughs> So two companies were formed, but they they couldn't get their hands on any weapons. So it's hey, um, we're ready. Um, the only a, thing we're running up against is we don't have any weapons. So they just formed a bunch of guys. Yeah, well, we're a group, and if I may, we've been singing. We're pretty good. Uh, I don't want to yeah. take this in a whole new direction, yeah. but some of us are pure naturals at this. Yeah, really good. We could play a couple if you wouldn't mind. Shut up. Yeah. My baby shit. <laughs> Once again, William Coleman, right, from the Vigilante Committee, responded to the threats. He organized his pick handle brigade again, this time with 6,000. Grab men. the handles, boys. You guys got your handles around? No. I thought it was really dumb when we did it, so I... <laughs> I put a pick on mine. <laughs> it was so useless. No, it was so useless. <laughs> Wait a minute, is that an axe handle? Sell out! <laughs> yeah. It's different! Uh, but Coleman's fellow rich businessmen were concerned the brigade would not be able to handle the mob this time. So they appealed to the federal government for help. The U.S. Navy sent a man of war, but said it was only being sent to protect the mail. <laughs> I'm finally with Trump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're just here for the mail. You know. Everyone's dying. We'll see what happens, but we're just here for the mail, okay? Yeah. No packages. Just letters. Yeah, just letters. Well, you guys got a really crazy thing going on here. Well, we're going to get these letters that won't matter to your loved ones. Uh... Yeah. So, so the, a, a Navy man of war arrives and arrives in the bay. On January 16th, uh, Kearney and other leaders were again jailed. Okay. <laughs> but five days later, they were acquitted of inciting a riot. Uh-huh. Right. The state legislature reacted that day by passing an act authorizing the dispersal of riotous mobs and the arrest of incendiary speakers. Okay, nice. So Kearney eases up on his rhetoric, and he started using language to mock the censors by saying harmless phrases. For instance, he would say, quote, Oh, boy. (laughs) Serving the Chinaman coffee and donuts which meant attack their gathering places with fire and guns what how uh, uh, it's time to serve the chinese coffee and donuts uh, all right what no 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 he's got what, a point no, what's he talking about let's go to chinatown and give him some donuts no i don't think this makes sense let's go give him some coffee and donuts i think why he's but right. we hate them yeah but we've been rude to him <laughs> we've been we've been really big dicks and i i know i like donuts the one I, guy who didn't get the memo, he's down there. What, are you, what about the coffee donuts plan? Ah, <laughs> oh, nobody said anything. 
Kearney's Working Men's Party did well in its first election. It elected several judges and mayors in San Francisco, Oakland, and Sacramento. For the coming uh, state constitutional convention, which was to be held in April, the party won more than a third of the delegates. This was obviously a serious problem for business interests. It looked like Kearney and his party were heading towards accomplishing what they had set out to do with their, in their platform. So the other parties, the Democrats, who were very, very weak. <laughs> What'd they do, Dave? <laughs> and the Republicans and many independents formed a block backed by the railroads, industrial, and farming interests. The Working Man's Party was able to do nothing as far as reforming the banks, breaking up monopolies, or installing an eight-hour workday. So, the, so they stopped the shit that would be good. Right. The only thing business... No way. No. What? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the only thing business interests would negotiate on was the Chinese situation. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's almost like business or fascist. <laughs> the convention wrote into the new California Constitution... What? The new California Constitution, several restrictions against employing Chinese. Oh, God. On the ballots of all the parties at the convention election were the words, quote, against Chinese... Oh, man, what a vibe to be a Chinese person. You're like, cool, this turned. Um. At the same time, Kearney's business opponents started rumors against him amongst his own men. Word spread He's that- Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> Shh. <laughs> he told me. Yeah, we went out and we got... He, yeah, he is. So... <laughs> Uh. Um, word spread that Kearney had been bribed by railroad interests and that's why the party did not have much of an effect at the convention the city's churches also jumped in Protestant ministers preached against the lack of Christianity that had seized the men of labor the Catholic archbishop threatened white working men with fire and brimstone which concerned Kearney's many Irish followers <laughs> the one thing they're worried about. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Oh, good Lord. More concerned about what happens after this life. <laughs> Kearney was briefly removed from his position as chairman. <laughs> I always wanted to be secretary. <laughs> But he fought back to save his reputation with his men, and he was made chairman again. Oh, thank God. Um, His speeches had now spread across the United States and even to England, and he kept growing in popularity. Now, that just means that people are reading his speeches, right? That doesn't mean that, like... Um, Yeah, they're reading them. They're not... They can't hear them. It's not like a guy who's like, from the top. (laughs) Although you never know, there could be a guy that was like, I'm now going to do Dennis Kearney. I am a speech impressionist. (laughs) This one, ladies and gentlemen, is about the Chinese. (laughs) 
four score. Sorry, let me go through this again. I think I've got these. I fell on my way over here. I, uh, these are all muddled. I shit the bed. Nope, sorry. <laughs> sorry. As it were. That's uh, from the future, around 2016, 2017, 2018-ish. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I've shit the bed. The speech by David Anthony. <laughs> Four score and some days ago. I'm sorry. Let's put a pin in this. I need to do something bad. <laughs> I'm running with my butt cheeks together. <laughs> There's smoke coming from that man's trousers as he trots down the sideway. Pardon? He's... I've got a show to do. One man thinks I should do it. He's shitting the bed. <laughs> So Kearney goes on the road to spread his message around America. He went to Boston, who I'm sure they were like, fuck yes. Dude, you had us said hello. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So his first speech was a big deal. Quote, thousands indeed. I always fuck up the name of this hall. Oh, yeah. Fanuli? No. Fanuli? It's not an Italian noodle. Fanuel. Fanuel. Yeah. Uh, thousands indeed packed Faneuil Hall on August 5th to hear his first speech and thousands more had to be turned away wow so he's fucking he actually had the big inauguration yeah yeah, yeah. he's no he <laughs> um, but he didn't have the same momentum as in San Francisco, where there were far more Chinese laborers. Uh, right, yeah. He campaigned to be the Greenbacks Party vice president candidate. Yeah, good party. You love the, you love the Greenbacks. They're great. Um, but crowds did not keep turning out to hear him speak. The Boston Journal wrote, quote, The working men of this state are by no means united in welcoming Kearney. Many of them have no sympathy with his anti-Chinese policy. They dislike his openly communist principles and will not endure his conceited intolerance. Awesome. Last time you yelled, it didn't work out well, though, did it? Yeah. Yeah. Dave didn't take a sip yet. What are you doing? Could be stepping into another bear trap. This will translate. <laughs> this, what the hell's happening? Uh. <laughs> well, hey, what so, they do the live ones? <laughs> what did Dave just do? What did Dave just do? I s- what did he do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so mad at the podcast. All the commercials and then a live one? And I listen to all of it? Do less commercials up top! Okay, we'll do them in the middle. Fuck, what? <laughs> and many believed he was dangerous and a threat to democratic society. Really? Yeah. Weird. Harper's Weekly attacked Kearney as barbaric and ignorant. The New York Times. Good ton- combo, by the yeah. way. The New York Times praised authorities for arresting him because he had been, quote, kindling the passions of the dangerous classes. Jesus. 
Shit. That's a much better way of putting what we have going on right now. Yeah. (laughs) How come we can't bottom line it like that? Wow, that struck a chord. (sighs) The criticism had an effect, and soon Kearney was headed back to the place where his Chinese hate was appreciated, San Francisco. He could have written a new hour, but instead he's like, "Ah, I'm just going back to where I do the material. I just did the hits. (laughs) The anti-Chinese laws his party had put into the state convention were being ruled unconstitutional by the court. On what grounds? <laughs> but people still loved his anti-Chinese message. Yeah. <laughs> and in 18 <laughs> What's not yeah. No, it's just great that that the people were able to hang on to the the one thing. Yeah. Um in 1878 the United States Congress passed a bill to exclude Chinese immigrants from America. Oh my god. Jesus so, Christ. Yeah. So his message was popular and politicians listened to the people. And so they they voted uh, to make Chinese immigrants. Uh, <sighs> this was the very first racially exclusionary legislation in American history. But not the last, baby, no. but the first. Yeah. And also, we've just fudged the numbers prior to that one, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but it was vetoed by President Rutherford B. Hayes. Ah. Kearney then started attacking Hayes in his speeches and claimed he can make a better president than Hayes by stuffing Andrew Jackson's old clothes with rags. It's a fucking good line. It's a fucking good line. It's interesting that these guys who hate immigrants always love Andrew Jackson. Yeah. That's so weird. So... I'm hoping that he stuffs those clothes full of rags. Yeah. He did? Did it win? Yeah, the, it won. Andrew Jackson's rag clothes? You won? never heard of the Ragman president? Jesus Christ, Dave, get to the story. I thought we were in it. <laughs> but the working man's party began to split. The socialists did not care for the racism and fiery rhetoric of Kearney. Uh, the members who were elected to office did not accomplish anything and ended up being just as corrupt as the men they had railed against. That's weird. That is so weird. That's weird. That is so weird. And Dave, and I think not it's that, what's happening now. Yeah, and instead of buyer's remorse, just keep buying. <laughs> you don't want to experience buyer's remorse. Keep going. So do we have Giants fans here? <laughs> so that... So the, so the Dodgers went ahead 5-4 to four in the 14th inning, and then McCutcheon hit a three-run home run, so fuck off. I didn't know we did sports. We do sports, too. <laughs> That's becoming like a morning show. <laughs> All right, Dave, why don't you walk us through the weather? This is DJ Day. That's right. We're 67 Balby, guys. We're going to have a humid afternoon. We're looking at a good work week. That's right. Come on, Friday. Friday, fish fry DJ day. <laughs> Dan, it's going to be really clear out there today. We got no Chinese on the road. All right. That was racial traffic. <laughs> what the hell is this show? DJ day. What's it becoming? Racial traffic. That's right. This is a weird time, ladies and gentlemen. DJ Day. 
racial Saturday, stuff. come out, everybody. Fairgrounds, come to the Sandlot, guys. I just we're having a big old bratwurst fest. Come on down, <laughs> Sandlot DJ Day. <laughs> my one of my old college roommates is here. Oh, nice. Hey, I thought I you just noticed. Familiar. I just I just looked over and I was like, "There's Alex." Uh, I could have gotten you in. You didn't have to. <laughs> could have just fucking shot me a message. <laughs> he might be here to kill you, Dave. That's how that works. If your old college roommate doesn't give you a heads up and he's in the front row, you're about to be killed. <laughs> Just don't say mirror. But you didn't go to school. You were just in a fucking band. I went to school. So you're not really my college roommate. You were like a weird guy I knew in college. Hey, why are you attacking him? He showed up to your show, asshole. (laughs) (laughs) My my college roommate. I mean, I went to college. (laughs) He was just doing drugs. Oh uh, no, no, we were all doing drugs. That's probably how we. That's probably how we met. Okay. Um, so the working man party is splitting. The socialists don't like the racism. The members who were elected to office did not accomplish anything. They became corrupt. The working man's party was torn by factional disputes and quickly fell apart. Starting in 1880, I got a ne- good feeling. <laughs> the next year, Kearney left the party and it was officially disbanded in 1882. Nice. But they had won their biggest fight. In 1882, Congress passed the Chinese Exclusion Act Holy again. Shit. And this time, it was signed into law by President Chester Arthur. Chester. Miss B. Hayes. And Kearney... <laughs> I'm mad at Chester. And Kearney kept traveling and spewing his nonsense... The next decades continued with legislation stopping immigration from Asian countries. Uh, He ran up up against Wong Chin Fu in the 1880s. Fu was a very outspoken Chinese-American who spent years fighting for Chinese rights in the United States. And he dared Kearney to debate him, but Kearney refused Uh, to debate him. Of course, of course, because he only works in 140 characters. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Can't do it. Well, could you imagine someone debating Trump? Oh, Dave, we saw it. It was unbelievable. It's the, I mean, it is, if he had gone away, it would have been great. But he, I mean, remember he was like walking around in the background, like, what is this? It was like, what the fuck? Did nobody talk to you before this? Huh? They told me to stand behind the lady. (laughs) He's poking the camera again. Is there a man who lives in here? So after Kearney refused to debate, Fu challenged him to a duel. Oh, shit. Uh, Dave, I prefer to call it a fool, but uh, continue. When asked what weapons he would prefer, Fu offered Kearney, quote, his choice of chopsticks, potatoes, or Krupp guns. (laughs) Wait, what was the last one? Chopsticks. Irish potatoes or Krupp guns. Okay, so... The two men had... Please take potatoes. God, I've been so good, God. Please make it potatoes. 
Well, of course they didn't do it, but the two men had a public confrontation in 1887. One newspaper reported, quote, the Mandarin got the better of the San Francisco order in the intellectual contest and drove Kearney from position to position. Nice. In 1898, Kearney vowed to help our our northern uh, Canadian neighbors. Quote, my next fight will be to get to Canada to pass anti-Chinese exclusion law. At present, she is being made the dumping ground for Asiatic pests who are afterwards smuggled into our country. Oh, my God. He's, he's, he's a little confident now, which is a real bother. Yeah, I know. He's, he feels like he's done something. Yeah, because he well, can go he to jail and just say, sorry, and then they're like, good. Though he tried to remain relevant, there just wasn't much else in Kearney's arsenal. Once the Chinese Exclusion Act was passed, there was really no need for him. He went to work to support his family, though he said he could have been elected governor or senator, but chose not to because, quote, the Chinese question was solved. Yeah. My work is done here. Yeah. I did real good. In 1906, Kearney's home burned down after the San Francisco earthquake. (laughs) <laughs> After the earthquake? That's a great one, too. Yeah. Oh, the foundation's rocky. God damn it, it's on fire. Oh, shit. San Francisco likes to burn after earthquakes as part yeah, of its job. No, yeah, good after show. He lost everything. He lost everything, and he moved across the bay to Alameda. <laughs> Dave, what? Dave, please tell me that he goes to make brooms for some Chinese people. Please. Oh. Later that year, a distant cousin of his died, and he was rich, and he gave his $1.5 million inheritance to no, the University no. of California. Oh, thank God. Oh, my God. Everyone... <laughs> I know, everyone was freaked out. Uh, I just picture him getting one of those robotic avatar shells where he can just be like, all right, now I got a toy. But Dennis sued, saying he had a right to a third and that they were very close but his cousin had refused to ever admit that he knew Dennis. <laughs> I wonder why. His health quickly deteriorated after he moved to Alameda. He lost his eyes. He lost his eyes? Lost his eyesight. Oh, God. Uh, so- most people who move to Alameda go blind. Yeah. <laughs> For a minute, I really did think you were going to say he lost his eyes. Like some sort of pug. Where are they? <laughs> There's one, Olive. Ah, oh, damn it! Um, after losing his eyesight, he wasn't heard from much. In April, uh, in April, April 25th, 1907, his kidneys failed and he died. It's okay. It's okay. That's we'll fair. cheer. That's we'll fair. Cheer. There's going to be a lot of people that were cheering dying soon. Come on. Come on. If Scott Pruitt dies, we're having a party. It is... Yeah, go ahead, sir. A few days later, the LA Times reported Chinese people were celebrating his death. Uh, so hard. As they should. Yeah. Quote, the shouts of more than 200 Chinese gathered at uh, 21st South Clark Street rang throughout the building in celebration of the death of their arch enemy. Many believe he was the biggest obstacle to an open-door policy for Chinese. They were wrong. Chinese immigration remained frozen until 1943 when FDR began allowing in 100 per year. Wow. 
Jesus Christ. It's weird. It's weird they don't tell you that in the history books. They do sort Kearney of skim Street over is not named after Dennis Kearney. <laughs> were you worried? Were you worried about that? Yeah. I was worried about it when I started doing this too. <laughs> It is either named after uh, Stephen Watts Kearney, the first military governor of California under U.S. rule, or General Philip Kearney, who fought in the Mexican-American War and died during the Civil War. So there you go. Holy shit. There you go. There you go. (sighs) I'm starting to think we're racist. I really am. Well, the nice thing is to hear a story like that and realize that we moved past it and, and nothing like that would ever happen again in America. It is weird. Yeah, it really is. It's just like the Spider-Man movies. It just keeps getting made every few years the same fucking way and somehow still makes money. You're like, what the fuck? We just saw this shit. I wonder what it happens. He gets bit by a spider. No, no, don't tell me. <laughs> no spoilers. But my favorite part of this story is that they had their own Fox News channel. Yeah. <laughs> no, it just doesn't seem that fucking difficult. It, uh, the combination of uh, stoking white rage and making sure people don't vote is just going to keep being effective until we get pickaxe handles and take care of some <laughs> shit. Yeah. Well, we'll have to start our own pickaxe party. Yeah. The pickaxe yeah. party. Yeah. How, about a, how about a third party that's out of its fucking mind? Yeah. We're the Paps. <laughs> the pickaxe party. Paps? I guess now that I said it, it's a little weak. <laughs> Might turn off some voters. <laughs> this is a smear campaign. This is a Paps. Thank you very much for coming out, everybody. We appreciate it, truly. Thank you. Oh, yeah. There's still like 40 tickets left for the next show if you want to come to the next one. About 40. Right. Mother and brother, come over here if you would. Thank you, everybody. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this, uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it let's see you there hey there people listening to the dollop uh this is gareth yes this same guy i listen i have a new podcast called we're here to help that i'm doing with my friend jake johnson 
It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun half hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. 